What's the one thing we all have in common? Well, maybe it's two. We need to eat and we want to enjoy it. But what if we lived in a community where eating healthy and local is possible for everyone? Well, the good news is that we do live there and that it is possible for everyone. The Chef Farm and Fork podcast will teach you how to pick peak seasonal ingredients to make delicious, uncomplicated dishes so that you can eat well while supporting local when it's available, which is more often than you think. We can't wait for you to get to know some of our favorite farmers, ranchers, artisans, and small business friends. Click the subscribe button now to join us in our adventures in community and gastronomy. Saturday, I was fortunate enough to be able to drive through the Warrington Farmer's Market. It was opening day and all the vendors were out with their smiles and I had been able to safely pre-order some items so that I could have contactless pickup, which was really, really convenient. And I was able to get enough produce to make a beautiful salad. And then I also had some extras, but we'll talk about using those on another day. This week, I'm going to walk you through the steps to make a delicious strawberry, shaved asparagus, and fennel salad on top of a bed of red leaf lettuce and topped with some delicious microgreens from Living Springs Microgreens. I also picked up several bottles of infused balsamic vinegars and then some olive oils, some with natural olive flavor and some that were also infused from Taste of Old Country. I'm looking forward to putting these ingredients together to make a refreshing springtime salad. I hope you'll cook along with me today. Check on the websites of your favorite vendors at the Warrington Farmer's Market to see who has these items available. You'll need fennel or baby fennel, asparagus, strawberries, red leaf or another variety of lettuce, and one oil and one vinegar from Taste of Old Country, and an assortment of microgreens from Living Springs Microgreens. This week I used radish, leeks, and pea shoots, and it was just perfect. Hi, Chef Natalie here. Words cannot describe how much I appreciate your support. This is a pro bono passion project that I started to spread the stories about our local food and the people who work hard to make it available to our community. If you enjoy the content we've been providing, please consider making a listener contribution. All funds will be put to use in our local economy through the procurement of ingredients for our show exclusively from local farmers, ranchers, and food artisans. I will utilize the ingredients in the weekly cooking episode of our show. I do not receive any compensation in the form of money or product from vendors because I want to preserve the integrity of the value of their products. Thank you for your support.
This past Saturday, I drove through the market with my husband. We had pre-ordered all of our items in advance. So I'm just gonna introduce you to what we have here for our mise en place and all of our ingredients that we're getting in order so that when it's time to compose our salad, everything goes really smoothly and quickly. We have some baby fennel here from Gonzales Produce. Now this baby fennel is mild in flavor, a little bit more mild than the larger fennel, the more mature plant. And for this fennel, you can eat the bulb and that grows just above the ground. And there are some thin stalks on the fennel. There are also some leaves that resemble dill a little bit, but the flavor is completely different. Now, all of the parts of this plant are edible. So as we prepare for our recipe, we'll decide which parts we wanna use based on the flavor. The leaf is a little more vegetal tasting. The stem is a little more sweet and it's very crunchy. And the bulb has the most concentrated anise flavor, kind of like the flavor of black licorice, but a little more mild. We also have some beautiful tender asparagus from Gonzales Produce. And these guys are super fresh, so they're nice and firm. When you buy asparagus from the market, you can take it home and trim the bottoms a little bit so that you have some fresh cells exposed. And then you can put them in about maybe a half an inch or an inch of water in a container so that they're standing up with that cut side of the stem down into the water, kind of like the way you treat cut flowers when you get them home. <laughs> I couldn't help but sampling some of this asparagus. Now you can eat asparagus raw, it is delicious. So what we are gonna do for this recipe is we're gonna shave the asparagus. So it's gonna be really thin strips that are just going to fold into our salad nicely. Mm, they're mild and they almost even have kind of a buttery undertone. And I've already shaved a couple of layers off of this asparagus and I'm noticing that the layer right under the skin is a little more sweet than the layers from the center of the stalk. And of course, you have those beautiful tops with the leaves, and they are just super yummy, so we're gonna utilize those as well. Now, we're also fortunate to be able to get one of the pints of strawberries from Gonzales Produce that they had this past weekend. Strawberries are just starting to be able to be harvested here in Northern Virginia, and Gonzales Produce is actually in Tappahannock, which is a little bit further south of Fauquier County, and they have some little bit more sandy soil down there than we have up here. We have soil that has a little bit more clay in it, so the drainage on the soil in Tappahannock is better than the drainage we have here in most places, which makes it great growing conditions for a lot of different kinds of crops. The last item I have from my friends Joaquin and Sochiel at Gonzales Farm is a beautiful head of red leaf lettuce. This lettuce is just very tender. It's got a gorgeous deep purple color with a purple red vein running through the center. And those are the outer leaves. Now the inner leaves are still green. They are very, very soft. This is a really delicate lettuce. So when you get it home, be sure that you put it somewhere that's not gonna get bruised. 
When you store your lettuce, what you can do is wrap it in a damp paper towel, the bottom of it, where the roots were. That way there can still be some moisture absorbed through the bottom of those plant leaves. And our last produce items we have are from a different vendor. These are from my friend Tim Ernst at Living Springs Microgreens. He grows all of his microgreens in a coconut mat. And if you listen to the rest of today's episode, you're going to hear all about his growing process and his philosophy. To add some depth of flavor to this salad, we have three different varieties that have three very distinct flavors. One variety we have here are pea shoots. They're just these long, beautiful shoots that have a little bit of a tendril at the top and a couple of little leaves. And you can actually eat this whole pea sprout, pea and all. At the bottom, towards the coconut mat where the roots are, you'll see a little pea. And that's where the pea shoot is growing out of. And at the top of that shoot, there are just a couple little tender leaves there and some tendrils. They make a really pretty garnish to a salad. Now these are about, mm, let's see, a hand's length long. So I think what I'll do with these for this salad is cut them into thirds. That way they'll be a more manageable size to eat. The second microgreen that we're gonna to utilize today is a beautiful blend of radish. And there is a green variety of radish microgreen and also a beautiful purple variety of radish here. They have a little bit of a spicy flavor and they're a tad bitter, but when you combine that with the sweetness from the peas and the fennel and that beautiful lettuce from Gonzales Produce and the strawberries, it's gonna be a great contrast. Finally, we have my personal favorite, the leek microgreen. These pack a little bit of kind of a crossover between a garlic and an onion flavor, and they're just incredible on anything. You can put them on baked potatoes, you can put them on tacos, you can put them in a salad, you can garnish a soup with them. This was a beautiful addition to the butternut squash soup I made earlier this year, and I think that's gonna be a favorite at our house. Butternut squash soup with pan-fried ravioli and leek microgreens. Well, we'll save that one for another episode. And aside from our produce, the only other things we need are ingredients to make our dressing. Today, I'm gonna keep it pretty simple. We have some oil and some vinegar from Taste of Old Country. We are gonna be using their extra virgin olive oil. Ooh, <laughs> a little bit of clink in there. It's a cold press Greek olive oil. I'm gonna use just the natural olive oil flavor, not one of the infused oils for this recipe because the flavor infusion is actually gonna come from the white balsamic vinegar we're gonna use. And that variety is lemon and cucumber. And this one's a product of Italy. The lemon and cucumber flavors are gonna give this salad a little bit of that bright kick that we need to bring everything together. Let's start prepping our veggies. So as I mentioned before, some of these produce items grow in sandier soil in Tappahannock where Gonzales Farm is. And so what we wanna make sure we do is get any of the grit or soil or sand that is in the leaves of this lettuce out of it. And one of my favorite ways to wash lettuce, especially small heads like this, is to fill a large bowl with water and I have some bowls that are really special to me right here, and they were my grandma's. Um, they are, in fact, Tupperware bowls. They're large, and they're 
perfect for washing veggies in. And I'm just gonna go ahead and fill this bowl with water. Let's do it. And then I'm gonna take my head of lettuce and I'm going to gently peel the leaves away from one another. Actually, hang on a second, let's rethink this. Since the lettuce probably has the most sandy soil attached to it, what I'm gonna do is take my cleanest produce and rinse that first and then work my way to the thing that has the most grit in it. That way we're not wasting water. So I'm gonna use this bowl that I've just filled with water and I'm going to give our strawberries a little rinse off. I'm just putting them in the water and gently agitating them, being careful not to bruise them. Strawberries are so delicate, especially when they're nice and ripe. And the debris that I have left in this bowl from the strawberries is mostly just some of the flower petals that have died off and a few pieces of leaves. The water is still very clear, um, so I feel comfortable washing my asparagus in it next. So I'm just gonna unbundle the asparagus. Same thing, just drop it in my big bowl and give them a gentle swish. And I'm gonna do the asparagus in two batches because it was a large bundle. Or just do as much as you think you're gonna need for the salad. and no debris came off of the asparagus, at least not visible to my eye. Those are getting worse these days. So next I'm gonna wash my baby fennel and we wanna dunk the whole thing in the fronds and all so that we can make sure that we loosen any kind of debris that might've gotten caught in there in transport or when it was growing. And you can hear me just gently swishing around. And you don't want to wring out those fronds. It's gonna, it's gonna be tempting. Um, you just want to go ahead and gently shake the water off. And then you can lay it on a clean kitchen towel or a paper towel. I prefer the reusable towels that have less lint on them. And if you need to, you can throw your fennel in the salad spinner and that'll help take some of the water off. But I'm just gonna and set mine here on this kitchen towel and let it dry. So our water's still looking pretty good here. So now I'm gonna go ahead and take care of that head of lettuce. So I'm gonna drop each leaf into the water. And because this is a more delicate leaf of lettuce, not like a romaine or an iceberg or something sturdy. What I want to do is gently peel each leaf away from the base of the plant so that I'm not twisting and scrunching the leaves as we go. Oh, and I'm down to my last few baby leaves there. All right. Ooh, and I can feel a little bit of the grit on my fingers. So I know that there's gonna be some in the leaves. And what happens is, you know, the grit gets in there as the plants get watered or when it rains, a little bit gets kicked up onto them. 
So now I'm just going to gently agitate these lettuce leaves. Oh, now you can see everything that's coming off of them. So I always have a little pile of low lint kitchen towels on my counter here. That way I'm ready to use them for anything that needs to be dried or things that are kind of waiting in queue for me to use them. So I'm actually not going to use a salad spinner on these lettuce leaves. Oop, you can hear all that water draining off. <laughs> I'm just going to shake them into the bowl to shake the excess water off. And I'm going to put them in a single layer on top of this towel. And what I think is going to happen is that I think that these leaves are going to absorb a little bit of that water. And I've had this lettuce for a couple of days and it is still just beautiful. The inner leaves are more crisp than the outer leaves. The outer leaves have that kind of buttery soft texture to them. And I'm gonna let them rest here. Now, if they're not sufficiently dry by the time that we are ready to compose our salad, we'll go ahead and toss those in the salad spinner. So the idea here is to be kind of organized. What we want to do is get all of our ingredients prepped how we need them for the salad. So what we want to do is get all of our ingredients prepped for the salad. So we want to wash everything and we wanna cut everything so that all we have left to do at the very last minute is compose the salad. And part of our prep work is gonna include making this super, super simple vinaigrette using this taste of old country oil and vinegar. I'm just gonna go ahead and open the bottles right now. Gosh, this one has a beautiful like burgundy color foil on it. I hate to open it, it's so beautiful. But I know it's gonna be worth it because it's delicious. This is a variety that I've bought a couple of times. Let's see if I can get the rest of the foil off of this bottle. You know, uh, chefs don't typically have nails, which sometimes come in handy. So a good pair of kitchen scissors is always nice to have around. There we go. Ooh. I just opened the white balsamic vinegar infused with lemon and cucumber, and it smells just like I remember. I used the last of mine a couple of months ago and was a little bit sad that I was out. And then let's check out the olive oil. I'm using the unflavored extra virgin olive oil. Oh, it smells nice and fruity too. Let me recap that so we don't have any accidents. Set them aside. Okay, so we've got all of our fruit and veggies washed, and we just have our microgreens left here to trim. So let's see what I want to use. I have a pretty sharp pair of kitchen shears here. So I'm going to start with the leeks, and I'm going to trim them as close to the coconut mat as I can. And you don't need very much, but notice I don't measure things. I don't believe in recipes that are super strict unless you need to use it for baking. 
what I really believe in is knowing all of the methods to utilize things because food really just comes down to preference, right? A recipe is a good starting point, but if you experiment a little bit, you'll build up great intuition. Eventually, you'll build up your palate and you'll just know what flavors need to be added and you can taste and adjust along the way. So same with the radish as the leek. I just cut those close to the base of the coconut mat. And now for the pea shoots. So I don't want to waste any of this beautiful plant because all of it has good nutrition. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to trim these pea shoots close to the base where the roots are pretty dense and they are above the coconut mat. The roots are pretty dense and I'm gonna trim above the actual seed itself. There we go. So it just kinda got a haircut. And I'm gonna keep, oop, got a straggler. I'm gonna keep these peas that are attached to the coconut mat as my snack. I don't know if you can hear that, but they're pretty crunchy. Okay, and I thought I was gonna have to trim these pea shoots into thirds, but now that I see them here, I think I'm only gonna need to clip them in half. Okay, that's perfect. Oh, and I think because I don't wanna lose any of these microgreens here on my counter, I'm just gonna put them in some prep bowls. I'm gonna keep them separate. I was able to pick up these beautiful little prep bowls from Town Duck in Old Town Warrington on Main Street. And they're just the happiest colors. And I've got like a little shallow dish and then, whoop, and then a mini bowl, kind of like an ice cream bowl size. So I'm gonna put my pea shoots in a mini bowl happy orange color and then my radish shoots in a mini bowl and my leeks can go in one of these kind of flat dishes perfect okay now that our microgreens are trimmed we can set those aside I'm gonna put them over here next to the open vinegar and olive oil my little pea shoot snacks are out of the way. So now I'm just thinking about what I want to put on my cutting board first. I kind of like, if possible, to work with the least messy item first so that I don't have to completely wash my cutting board. I can just give it a quick rinse in between items. And I also want to keep in mind, you know, I want the salad to be pretty, so what I don't want to do is maybe, you know, slice my strawberries on my cutting board first and have all that beautiful red juice on there that could possibly dye the asparagus red. I want everything to retain its own color and flavor. So let's start by shaving some asparagus. There's a couple ways you can go about doing this, but either way you do, the first thing you need to know is that at the base of the asparagus, the outside layer is going to be a little more woody. So, and if you have a more mature asparagus, like it's a little bit bigger, what you can do is maybe trim 
half an inch or an inch off the bottom, or you can try just peeling away and discarding or composting the outer layer of the asparagus. And one other thing you can do that a lot of chefs do with vegetable scraps is they'll keep peels of things, cores of things, and they'll jam them in the freezer. <laughs> well, you'll probably be a little more organized than that. You'll put them in the freezer, and then when it's time to make a vegetable stock, you can take them out and use all of those items that would usually be discarded to help fortify the flavor of your stock. So like I said, we are going to, I'm just kind of feeling the bottom of this asparagus, and it actually feels pretty tender on the inside. So what I'm gonna do is just take a really nice sharp peeler, and I'm just gonna lightly peel away the bottom hmm, two inches of the outer layer of the asparagus. And I'm gonna do that for all of the asparagus that I have here so that I can put these little pieces in a baggie and get them out of the way before I move to my next step of prepping the asparagus. Got some peels stuck in my peeler blade. So I'm gonna peel about maybe eight of these asparagus. And remember, we are just peeling the bottom two inches away because moving upward, that outside of the asparagus, the skin is gonna be a little more tender. So we won't have to worry about that so much. If I'm prepping a lot of veggies, I will keep a stainless steel bowl next to my workstation, just a small one or a medium-sized one, so that I can put the peels of things in, the cores of things. That way I'm not going back and forth to whatever disposal bin that I use for this, whether it's a compost bin or the trash. You know, I can keep organized and work a little faster by keeping everything close to my workstation. So I'm gonna get my little, one of my little prep bowls to put this in, set it aside. I'm not gonna have that much in terms of scraps from all of this because we're utilizing most of what we have here in its entirety. Okay, so now I have this little pile of asparagus spears, and what I'm going to do is, I'm right-handed, so I'm gonna hold the tip of the asparagus in my left hand. Method number one is to use that peeler that you just used, and you can kind of hold the, aspar hold the tip of the asparagus in your hand that's not holding the peeler, and let the bottom part rest on the cutting board so that you have something to kind of put pressure on when you're using the peeler. So I've got the asparagus kind of pinned between the peeler and the cutting board. So my left hand that's holding the asparagus is gonna stay still, and I'm just gonna drag my right hand that's holding the peeler, and drag the peeler blade across the bottom of the asparagus. Now the strips that I am peeling here are about, let's say two inches, maybe a little more long. I think any longer than that and you might have trouble eating. You'll have to twirl them like pasta onto your fork. <laughs> I'm 
Okay, so that took care of the bottom, say third of the asparagus. Now I'm gonna work on peeling layers off of the second third of the asparagus. And then what I'll have left is just the tip of the asparagus, which I'm gonna leave intact because how pretty is that gonna look on top of the salad? And once you get down and you've kind of flattened the asparagus out by peeling all the layers off, you might just need to take a knife and trim that last thin layer off. That's gonna be kind of hard to peel because you may not be able to get your peeler completely flat against the cutting board. I'll just repeat this with the rest of the asparagus until I'm done, unless I wanna use the other method, which utilizes a knife. Let's talk about the method with a knife. So it's gonna be pretty much the same thing. You wanna make sure that you have a pretty sharp chef's knife for this. Um, I wonder if even, let me take a look. A boning knife might be good for this. Sometimes that narrow, thin blade is nice to work with. You know, I think for this, I prefer the even pressure I can get with the wider chef's knife. And this isn't something I would suggest using a mandolin for. Um, I think these asparagus are too delicate and they're so long, so you're not likely going to be able to apply enough pressure to use the mandolin without breaking the asparagus spear. So with my chef's knife, what I'm gonna do is hold this knife at about a 20 degree angle. And let's see, get myself all lined up here. I'm gonna hold this knife at about a 20 degree angle and I'm gonna use kind of the tip of the knife and almost like you'd French a green bean is what we're doing here. So these aren't as thin as what I get with the peeler, but I think I almost prefer them because they're gonna have a little more crunch. Now, the thickness you get is gonna depend on how sharp your knife is and how much pressure you put on the asparagus when you make that downward slicing motion. And there will be pictures of all of this on our social media pages. So take a look there for more details. Confession, I'm eating a few pieces of this asparagus while I cook. Our asparagus are complete and we're gonna go ahead and work with our fennel now. Again, this is baby fennel, so the bulb is pretty small. You have more of the fennel leaves, the fronds, than you have of anything else. And I would say this is about a two inch bulb and it's, it's still kind of flat. It's not super round. <laughs> Sorry, I was just munching on some fennel leaves. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna kind of separate each of the parts of the fennel. So I'm gonna trim all of the stems. And then I just have the bulb. And I'm gonna trim the bulb at the bottom. So the base of the bulb here. Great. And I'm just gonna put that in my little pile for stock. And then I'm left with stems and fronds. So I probably won't use all of this fennel bulb. Um, I'm just gonna use maybe like three of the thicker stems that were coming from the fennel bulb. 
The rest of these I'm going to put aside and use for something else. Okay, so now each of these stalks has, you know, some offshoots of smaller kind of branches. So I'm going to take those off of the stalk. And then at the very top of the stalk where it turns pretty thin, I'm just going to pinch that whole piece off. So that's just a whole bunch of leaves there. And I'm going to repeat with my remaining stalks of fennel. I just like to separate all the parts of the fennel so that I can control how I cut each of the parts. Oh, it has a great fragrance coming off of it as I'm pinching all of these leaves off. All right, that should do it. Okay, so I'm going to take the thicker pieces of the stock, and like I said, I've got three, so I'm gonna line them up. So in continuing with this whole, you know, keep your cutting board kind of clean thing, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to start with the item that's gonna produce the least amount of mess first, which is gonna be this bulb. So I'm gonna take the bulb, and I could use a mandolin for this, although it's kind of short, so I feel like maybe it's not worth it. Wouldn't wouldn't be that much use of the mandolin. So I'm just gonna take my knife, hold it at a 45 degree angle, and I'm gonna start shaving pieces of this fennel bulb off. And I'm kind of working slow and deliberately here as I speak to you. Wow, you can really smell that. And at some point, I'm gonna turn the bulb over and start with that 45 degree angle on the other side. I'm cutting in the direction that the fibers of the fennel bulb are going. Beautiful. So the fennel bulb is cut and I'm just gonna move that off of my cutting board. You can keep a plate or another cutting board to the side for items that have been cut or you can put them in a bread bowl. Okay, I'm gonna move on to the stalks now. So I'm gonna line them all up with the thickest part to the right because I'm right-handed and that is where I'm gonna do my cutting first. So I'm just going to hold my knife perpendicular to the cutting board and I'm just gonna cut these in rounds. Kind of like when you cut scallions. Now it is time to go ahead and cut the fronds of the fennel. So we have a couple options here. Um, we can mince this, mince these, or we can actually just pull the leaves apart and you can have a larger piece of fennel leaf on your salad. And I think for aesthetic, I'm just going to go ahead and pull them apart because they're so pretty. And that way you get a little bit of concentrated flavor when you have a few leaves together on your fork. And this is a great job if you've got a little one who's in the kitchen while you're in the kitchen. This is a great job for that little one to do. It's hard to mess up and it's great for fine motor skills. I'm just gonna tidy up my workspace here for a second. 
So I probably won't use all of the fennel fronds for this. Um, I think I might have mentioned that before. So I am going to set some aside and I can use them for toppings for other things like avocado toast. Oh my gosh, it's just the smell of this. Um, avocado toast, or like I said, these are great with potato soup. Okay, so I do have a few bits for the stockpile there. So I'm just going to take the opportunity to wipe my cutting board off. Again, I just keep a kitchen towel handy. It can be damp. And that's something you can do over the sink. I'm going to wipe my knife. Because now I'm going to work with the strawberries. We're going to prep our strawberries. This is the last produce item we have to prep. And then we can throw together our quick and easy but super tasty vinaigrette. Technically, it's probably a cheater's vinaigrette. But you know what? Shortcuts are everything. So we're going to start by pulling the green tops off of the strawberries. And these are not wanting to come off because they're super fresh. But I think we can manage. And if you have any strawberries that are bruised, because that happens, they're so delicate, you can cut away the bruised portion and use the portion that is still firm. As long as when you cut into the strawberry, the whole strawberry is not mushy. I don't have any like that today, but if you did, you know, as long as there's no mold present, you should be okay. What you want to do is make sure that when you store your strawberries, you're storing them in a way that they're not going to get bruised because when they get bruised and that moisture starts to come out of them, that's when they're more likely to get mold. Okay, so tops are off all of our strawberries. Now you might notice that I didn't cut the tops off the strawberries. I feel like you lose a lot of the strawberry that way. So you can use a strawberry hauler to haul them or just a paring knife to cut out that little hard part where the stem connects to the berry. And I actually don't even move the knife when I hull the strawberry. I just stick the tip of the knife in and I turn the berry. And then kind of like a little plug where that stem was comes out. We have a lab and pit bull mix, we think. We're not sure we adopted her, so we don't know exactly what her breed or her mix is. But she loves all kinds of food. Her name is Sasha. And Sasha loves strawberries. So if I had any bruised strawberries, if I didn't eat them myself, I might give them to my dog. Just got a couple more to go here. This is kind of nice. I get to take my time. I'm not worried about being anywhere. All right. So I had about 10 strawberries in that pint of strawberries. Some of them are a decent size. Let's see. Let's think about what we want these strawberries to look like when we cut them. Now, we can cut them kind of lengthwise so that we get that nice kind of heart shape when we cut the sections. How I like to cut these so that I don't squish the berry is I will put the side that had the stem down on the cutting board and then hold my knife parallel to the cutting board and just choose the thickness I want.
Wow, these are beautiful. I, I can't resist. I'm going to try one. Mmm. Joaquin, your strawberries are so good. So you all might have heard the interview with Joaquin last week. Um, he and his wife, Sochiel, are the owners of Gonzales Farm in Tappahannock, Virginia, as I mentioned earlier. And Sochiel works with all of the plants from seed until they are a seedling and then hands them over to Joaquin who takes them and works with them until they're mature enough for harvest. So Sheila is also responsible for all of the beautiful flowers. Wow, this one in particular is just this gorgeous deep red color. So beautiful. And they're still nice and firm. They're, they're sweet, but they're not too soft. Okay, and into a bowl those go. Now I'm just gonna go ahead and reset my workstation. I'm gonna put my cutting boards in the sink. We don't need those anymore. I don't even need a knife anymore. All I'm gonna need is a small bowl and a whisk to put together this cheater's vinaigrette. So since it's just Jimmy and I, I'm gonna go ahead and use one of my little prep bowls. And this probably holds about eight ounces and I have a little mini whisk I'm gonna use so I'm gonna start by putting and I'm just gonna eyeball I love that pop <laughs> I'm gonna start by putting just a little bit of vinegar in this bowl and I'm eyeballing and it looks to me it's about two to three tablespoons And then I'm gonna open up the olive oil, which you just heard. And I'm gonna take my small whisk in my left hand and I'm gonna start kind of moving it in circles around the bowl. And I'm gonna drizzle a little bit of olive oil into this. Now, really, we should be using an emulsifier, like a mustard or a garlic in here. But I'm gonna use about, let's see, half the amount of oil then vinegar. Since these vinegars have a little more viscous consistency than just say like an apple cider vinegar, the oil is gonna incorporate and kind of emulsify a little bit better than it would if it were a thin vinegar. And that's why we can cheat here because we don't need any kind of mustard or garlic to emulsify this. Oh, that's beautiful. And then I'm just going to add a little bit of sea salt. Have my little wooden salt cellar here that has a little tiny scoop, which is handy. So I'm just going to sprinkle a little bit from the scoop into the palm of my hand, maybe like a quarter teaspoon, and toss that into my vinaigrette. And then instead of pepper, I'm gonna use grains of paradise. And these are actually in their own grinder, which is nice, comes in handy. And grains of paradise do have a similar flavor to pepper. They're warm and a little bit spicy, and they have a slightly bitter undertone which actually is gonna complement the sweetness of this infused vinegar. Oh, that smells amazing. 
And when you can, you want to use spices that are ground from their whole state and you want to grind them fresh for when you use them. Because when a spice is whole, the integrity of the flavor is preserved because those essential oils are not dissipating with exposure to air. So I'm going to give this one final stir now that it has our salt and our grains of paradise. Oh, it's smelling so good. Mmm. from the way this looks. I think I'm going to put a few more twists of my grains of paradise there. Give it a final mix and we'll be ready. Now you can do most of this prep work in advance and just compose the salad at the last minute. You never really want to dress a salad too far in advance because it's going to make everything soggy. And then it's also, especially because there's salt in this dressing, it's going to cause some of the ingredients to become a little weepy. And if you want to retain that nice, crisp texture, then you want to avoid that. Ooh, let me cover my olive oil before catastrophe happens. Okay. All right, and now all of our components are assembled. We have all of our parts of our fennel. Our three microgreens have been snipped. Our strawberries are cut. Our asparagus is shaved. What else did we have? We had lettuce, right? So let's check on our lettuce and see if it's dry. Oh, yep, it's perfect. Doesn't even need to go through the salad spinner. Now, I would avoid cutting up your lettuce. There's, there's a few ways you can do this. You can tear the lettuce which I think is perfect, or you can just use the lettuce as a base for the salad and make sure that you put a knife out because you can cut the leaves right in the bowl, especially these very tender leaves. And I think that's how I'm gonna compose this salad. So because I have some beautiful colors here on this lettuce, what I'm gonna try to do is get some green leaves and some red leaves on each the green leaves happen to be the smaller leaves. So these heads of lettuce, it's more like a baby lettuce. They're pretty small. So I think, I mean, I could probably eat a whole head of this lettuce myself, but since there's so many other ingredients in this salad, there should be enough for both Jimmy and I with this one head of lettuce here. Here are all my little prep bowls from Town Duck clinking. Okay, well this is all of our prep work done. So I have my lettuce leaves all set out in my bowl here, and I'm using kind of a wide, shallow bowl for this. And I, again, I have lettuce leaves that are whole, and I kind of alternated the leaves that were purple with the leaves that were green. So to that, I'm going to add a layer of my shaved asparagus. And I'm not gonna use the tips just yet, I'm going to use only the shaved pieces, so just a light layer there. And then I'm going to drizzle a little bit of this dressing on top because I'm going to serve this right away. I'm just going to give it a quick stir to reincorporate any separation. So a quick drizzle of this dressing on my asparagus spears and my lettuce leaves. Oh, and then let's go ahead and start some more layering. 
Let's do some of these crunchy fennel stems. And they're getting sprinkled on top. And then next we'll do some of the fennel bulb. And I think after that, it's gonna be time for our strawberries. I'm just gonna grab another little spoon here. And I'm just kinda tucking some of these strawberries into the lettuce leaves. We have a little time, so we'll make it pretty. Then we'll have a nice pretty picture for our farmers. They love to see what we've done with the things that they've grown, especially Tim from Living Springs. He always asks for photos. Okay, got a nice amount of strawberries there. Let's talk about the pea shoots next. So I'm gonna take a handful of these beautiful, beautiful pea shoots and sprinkle those across the top. And we can always go back and add layers. Like if you don't feel like you got enough strawberries on there after you put some of your microgreens and herbs, you can go back and add some. And then I think we need a little bit of leek microgreens. So I'm just gonna sprinkle those on top. Just a couple pinches, doesn't have to be too much. And remember with your microgreens, only trim or harvest what you're gonna use because as soon as they're cut from that plant, they're gonna start to get wilty. Okay, and then I think next, let's do a couple pinches of our fennel fronds. And if you feel like they're too big, you can tear them a little more. And I'm kind of holding them high and sprinkling them on top so they don't all fall into one place. When you sprinkle lower down near your food, the item is more likely to clump up and just end up in one area. We're not just being dramatic when we do that as chefs. There's a reason for it. So next, I'm gonna use some of these beautiful radish microgreens. I'm gonna sprinkle those on top. And I kind of saved those for last because of the color. I really want them to stand out on top there. Have we utilized everything? Just some asparagus tips maybe. So I'm gonna grab a few more pieces of strawberry to make a pretty garnish here. And then maybe two or three of these asparagus tips. Seems like we're gonna need a little more dressing drizzled on to the top layer. And again, I'm just gonna stir it to reincorporate any of the salt or grains of paradise that have settled to the bottom, but some of them are suspended in this because again, it is a viscous liquid. And I'm just taking my spoon, it's a very, very small spoon kind of like one you might use for espresso. And I am just gently drizzling this in a circle around my salad. Beautiful. I guess I'll save a little dressing for Jimmy. <laughs> but he's not in the kitchen right now, so I'm gonna eat without him. And there we have it. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this salad was truly beautiful. And you know, it took us a little while because I was yapping at you a lot. But for a weeknight, this would be super quick super easy. You could have dinner on the table in no time at all and if you wanted to add maybe like a piece of grilled salmon to this or a piece of chicken breast that's sliced I think that would be delicious or maybe even a little bit of goat cheese on top. Yum. Gosh you know I'm really glad I picked up these little prep bowls from Town Duck. They just make life so much easier to stay organized here and all of the veggies were able to keep their integrity because they weren't all just tossed together in one big bowl or crammed up on the cutting board. When you have a crammed cutting board, 
you're more likely to get cut. You need space to work, so just always keep your cutting board clean. All right, I think I can get my photo, and then I can taste a little bit of the salad. All right, I've got my cutlery here, just a fork and knife, so I can cut through this lettuce. Oh, the leaves are so soft though, they just kind of fold over. Not even necessary to cut. I can't wait to taste all of these flavors together. All right, do I have a little bit of everything on my fork? I've got some shaved asparagus, some strawberry, some microgreens, some fennel, some lettuce. I think I've, I've got it all on there somehow, a pea shoot. <laughs> all right, pardon my eating noises. Mmm. Wow, that is delicious. That super simple cheaters vinaigrette from Taste of Old Country just kind of brings everything together. The radish microgreens on their own that I find to be a little bit spicy and a little bit bitter actually get quite muted, but blend nicely with the rest of the ingredients here, especially on the strawberry. So good. On oh, the pea shoots, yum. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this very first session of cooking in my kitchen with me. It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to do it again. Remember, shop local, eat fresh, and everyone's happy.